welcome to Indonesia Digital Deconstructed, where we break apart and dive deep into the different parts of the Indonesian tech scene to get an insider's look into how each space is evolving. Leveraging off our research, proprietary insights, and working with leading entrepreneurs, we'll bring you the insider's view of the industry as we navigate our way around one of the world's fastest growing tech scenes. Hi everyone, I'm Helen Wong, Managing Partner of AC Ventures. I'm pleased to introduce our next guest in our Female Founders series, Alan Pranata. Alan is the co-founder and CEO of Smart, an Indonesia-based oral wellness startup that Taylor makes clear dental aligners. It can be considered the Invisalign of Indonesia. It also offers a mobile app that allows dentists and patients to interact and monitor treatment progress remotely. The company has partnered with 1,000 dentists and orthodontists so far. It is now present in more than 800 dental clinics nationwide, making its treatment accessible to the entire 275 million population. Welcome, Alan. Thanks, Helen. Pleasure to be in this podcast. So, Alan, maybe you can um, start by telling our listeners, how did your journey start? Um, I understand that you were at McKinsey uh, doing management consultant. How did you come to start this uh, dental wellness startup? That's always a popular question, Helen. So um, despite being a consultant before, actually my family runs the largest dentistry importer and retailer in Indonesia. So in a way, dentistry has always been a field that I'm accustomed to, right? So when I was working with McKinsey as a consultant, we're always challenged to solve problems that were many, and there were many, many lively discussions right, amongst ourselves about healthcare in Indonesia. I personally did many projects addressing the healthcare but none focuses on dental care. So there's a little bit of an itch there. Long story short, uh, I met with a friend, a McKinsey consultant named Gita. She is one of our founders as well. And we uh, use our own time and brainstorm the different ways that we can really create impact in the dental care in Indonesia. We really want to have this goal, right? Which is to provide the best solution for Indonesians who want to achieve a perfect and healthy smile. Um, not so long after that, we onboard other founders and we realized that at one point in our life, uh, we are all bracket users, right? We all have malocclusion and need to use the metal braces. It was an experience that all of us agree we wish we could avoid, but at least if we can't avoid it, we don't want to repeat it and we want to have a more pleasant experience. This is how it all started. The curiosity of whether straightening and achieving these healthy teeth can be achieved differently without the pain and without the hassle of going to the dentist every month or even um, having any impact of our self-confidence level when we're using uh, the treatment. We realized that the existing solutions have not yet addressed uh, the market expectation and we really want to start a startup together in this sector. Interesting. Yes, I do realize it's... um... A pretty common problem, um, especially among Asians, uh, that our, our teeth are usually not that straight and a lot of people are a bit shy about that. Um, and I did hear that a lot of um, users, uh, especially women, uh, before their uh, wedding would love to get this uh, aligners. And You're right, really... I'm one of them. <laughs> I see. So that's a good uh, point to capture them uh, as they want to have the perfect smile. Um just curious, um, you decided to bring in co-founders, uh, Adelia and David. How did you meet them and what made you uh, confident that they were the right people to lead this venture with you? 
Yes, so Helen, um, you made a very nice point there, right? That um, when we talk about aligners, we immediately think about aesthetic, right? Achieving a beautiful smile. But one thing that we don't want the audience to forget is the founders started Clark not only hoping to help people get a beautiful smile, but also a healthy smile. You know, a great smile, uh, a healthy oral mouth is very important in managing our um, general healthcare, right? Um, bad malocclusion. So if you don't have a perfect aligned teeth, you normally have caries. It is harder to clean properly and it leads to more disease like diabetes, heart disease, and so on and so forth. So with that in mind, uh, we think from the very beginning that we need to get other founders, people who are not just businessmen, but people who have real knowledge of how to create impact in the healthcare industry, especially in dentistry. So who better than Adelia and David? So um, from the very beginning, we know that the company must be led by dentists who has a passion to improve dentistry sector in Indonesia. First, we actually invited Adelia. She is an orthodontist specialist, and she has a huge love of treating her patient using clear aligners. She's actually one of the top Invisalign uh, provider. Another thing is she's super book smart, right? So she loves journaling. She starts uh, studying. And um, this is really an asset to us. Because we believe that um, when we do this startup, the technology and the uh, knowledge with Clear Aligner will grow so fast. So having someone with that, um, you know, with one foot in the healthcare, actually practicing, actually providing Clear Aligner treatment, and on the other hand, also reading a lot of journals, doing a lot of journals, doing a lot of research, that will be very useful. Secondly, uh, we have David. He is a prostodontist with fast knowledge of production technology. So um, David is a very rare breed of dentist uh, that he owns his own chain clinic and he also really enjoys machines and uh, learning about technology. So he is now leading our in-house R&D think tank. He leveraged his dental experience and knowledge to create quality product. And his input really matters when it comes to our partnership with dental clinics in Indonesia. We understand how the uh, partners are thinking because in a way, as part of our founder uh, market fit, strategy, we have them as part of uh, the key team uh, behind Clark. When we look at uh, overseas comms, uh, there, there are two main comms that we talk about. One is Invisalign, uh, which is more of a B2B2C model, the B uh, being um, the dentist, as well as uh, the more Smart Direct Club model, which is a D2C model. Uh, so, Alan, maybe you can help us uh, to understand why did you choose the B2B2C model? Right. Let me begin by saying that uh, I'm not saying that B2B or D2C has a clear-cut winner, right? Both of them are great models. But uh, Clark's founders decided B2B because of our knowledge of the Indonesian dentistry landscape. Indonesia is huge, uh, firstly. We need to remember that. And there is a, a big, you know, sort of like disparity between people um, in Sumatra versus people in Jakarta when, um, when it comes to their knowledge of oral care. We believe that the B2B model allows us to maintain quality because uh, creating a strong occlusion is actually something that is not easy to do. It is easy to do if you want to stop at aesthetic, but it is not easy to do if you take care of the overall oral health. So having partnered dentists allows us to be able to scale much faster, much more economical, and also most importantly, being able to take care of the patient from end to end. Can you maybe... Uh 
tell us a bit about the your model like how do you, how would me as maybe as a potential user uh, get to know about your product and how would I uh, experience Clark uh, when you want to start with Clark you actually start with an experiencing our apps so um, Helen we invite you to uh, to download our apps and to actually does a small check you can actually book a free consultation with one of our in-house dentists Uh, through this uh, very simple uh, call, we will be able to assess whether you're a right candidate for CLAR or not. And this is how we differ with a competi- uh, competitor. From the very beginning, we involve dentists in the patient journey because we want to make sure that we don't just say yes to all of the cases. We want to make sure that we are responsible with our treatment plan. So before you even start to buy CLAR, right, decide to buy CLAR, you need to be assessed And we are confident that we can take care of your teeth. You will then uh, pay and uh, get redirected to one of our thousand um, dental uh, clinics all across Indonesia. We will pick one that is closest to your address and um, your treatment will continue there. But your relationship with Clark only begins. So uh, our application also allows you to, um, to monitor your treatment progress. It allows you to speak to our customer service and also to your uh, provider, so dentist provider. Uh, you can upload your smile and we will really walk you through your process from start to finish. Excellent. And have you looked at some case studies from overseas that made you confident about running with this concept here in Indonesia? What was the most exciting data from these cases that you can share with us? So just as you mentioned, uh, we did toy with the idea, right, of going direct to consumer or whether we want to remain as B2B2C. We chose B2B2C because there are many uh, success cases outside Indonesia. Two of the most notable ones are Align Technology, the provider of Invisalign. Uh, their revenue is $4 billion annually, right? And in China, for example, a market that, of course, we always aspire to, there is Angel Align with revenue exceeding $1.3 billion. And what is exciting about these two companies is actually they don't have a lot of providers. They only have a certain number of providers, but with very strong uh, repeat buying purchase. And this is something that we hope to strike with Clar. We realize that many startups burn a lot of money or a lot of their uh, runway trying to get customer one by one. We want to mix the ability to reach to our customer with branding, with product know-how, but at the same time, partner with those that can provide us uh, with a better LTV in the long term. Sounds interesting. Yes, I believe uh, in this environment where a lot of people, a lot of startups are actually burning money to acquire uh, massive amounts of users. Actually, it's always uh, even better in economics to pro- focus on the ones that would really pay you a lot of money. Um, that's interesting insight. Um, just wondering, can you share a bit about how the Indonesian dental landscape looked before you started? Uh, what were the some of the biggest friction points? Yes, of course. So um, please bear in mind that Clara only started uh, two years ago. So, you know, uh, things hasn't changed that much since it started. But um, in general, uh, Indonesian dental care market is still very fragmented. Uh, it is actually sad to hear that uh, more than 40% of Indonesian and more than 80% of Indonesian children have cavities. So that is a, is, is a, is a horrible number. It shows that our population in general uh, do not have good awareness with their oral care. Uh, 
This is actually worsened by the fact that we only have around 37,000 dentists all over Indonesia. So definitely, there's not enough provider. Um, so when it comes to the issue that we want to address, the number one issue, which is mal-occlusion, we realize that all of the existing solution in the market has not addressed market expectation. What are their options before CLAR enters the market? Option number one is um, the traditional metal braces. And option number two is mostly Invisalign, right? The premium um, product, which is great, uh, but of course it comes with a price. For the dentist uh, standpoint, um, all of the option to treat malocclusion needs significant chair time to deliver the treatment. They need weekly visit and they need to be very in touch with their patient. So obviously that is a double-edged sword when it comes to treating you know, 80% of the population problem. You don't have enough dentists and it takes so much time to take care of one malocclusion treatment. There needs to, uh, the expertise required to provide this treatment is huge. Uh, in Indonesia, there are only 800 orthodontist specialists. So definitely not enough people to treat um, this, this big issue. Uh, there is a big dependency uh, on uh, communication with patients uh, to, you know, FaceTime. So you actually need to get a patient to come to your clinic to sort of like see their progress. So those are the big issues from the dental, uh, the dentist pain points. For the customers, Generally, metal braces treatment is expensive because you need to go to a specialist or to someone uh, with very strong knowledge, and there are not many of them. It requires multiple treats um, to the dental clinic. This is something that is horrible, especially you know in the past two years when COVID happens and you, you try to avoid uh, the dental clinic as much as you can. And uh, the long treatment time, you know, all of us mostly have used braces at our uh, one point of our time, it takes six months up to two years, three years to actually get uh, the treatment finished. So um, all of the reasons above actually uh, create an unpleasant patient journey. And that is probably why most Indonesian doesn't take care of their malocclusion issue. I see. So that, that is a very interesting. So you highlighted some of the major pain points, uh, the inconvenience, the cost, and the just lack of um, good orthodontists. Uh, and with your solution, how it can help to shorten the time frame and also provide uh, more regular checkups right uh, along the journey uh, with your customer service. Um, I'd like to delve into your um, business model a little. Um, for those that are less familiar, would, could you walk us through the process of how Klaus makes money? Uh, what are your most uh, significant cause um, drivers? Sure, Helen. So uh, we talk a bit about the technology, right? About the apps that we use. So um, we have leverage on technology to create an ecosystem that brings together patient and dentist. So Klaus does B2C marketing to get customers to actually buy our packages. Uh, we will then refer them to the dentist who treats the patient and then we pay the dentist commission. So in a way, that is a very clear business model on how we make revenue. Uh, also, by keeping this process very dentist-driven, we ensure that the quality of the dental treatment is right. So that is the heart of the CLAR um, experience. Now, um, this process is without cost, right? Um, there are many big cost levers when providing good um, oral care um, treatment. Number one is, of course, the dental commission. Uh, the commission is quite uh, high compared to other startups, probably. But uh, we realized that this is very important because we want to make sure that CLAR is synonymous to quality. And we would not be able to do that without the help of our partner dentists. 
Uh, another big uh, cost lever is actually production cost. So um, why a lot of companies does not actually do their own production is because the cost is very high to actually set up this production and to set up a good production process. Now, Clar has a double advantage versus competitor in this field. My background in dental importer allows me um, to actually source product properly. Um, it reduces uh, raw material cost by around 30% versus competitor. So uh, that really helps uh, a startup that is you know, trying to bootstrap as much as, of our resources as possible. Secondly, we have Dr. David. He actually uh, lives in Jakarta, a small city outside Jakarta, and we run our production facility there. We actually employ all of the orthodontists that creates a treatment plan. We actually employ all of the uh, production uh, people um, in our facility in Jakarta. This gives us full control over quality and also cost advantage. You know, um, one of the things that, that we're very happy is we actually went to an exhibition in Singapore last month uh, where there are six other uh, clear aligner companies from all over the world. And uh, a lot of the customers actually compliment us for quality. They said that, you know, with this quality and that price, it, it is a great bargain. So um, really, that is an important part of the business model for Clark. That's great. So it sounds like uh, besides the value for money, I mean, it's uh, very key to know that you have uh, good quality control um, and with your own production as well, that the uh, mode is quite high. Um, just curious, uh, anything that you can share with regard to uh, maybe not revenues, but like the, you know, how you see the, the market, Tam, and uh, where are you on this journey, do you think? Yes. Um, so to be very honest, we are still in the tip of the iceberg, right? When we talk about um, our revenue or our presence in Indonesia, uh, Clar has created a strong top line growth since uh, 2021, which proves a solid product market fit. Um, of course, we won't share a very detailed financial data, but it's safe to say that we are now more than 10 times bigger versus where we were last year. So that's kudos to all the hard work of the team at Clar. That's great. Yes, I believe you also started the company uh, during COVID, which was uh, not easy, but uh, you guys have put it through. It was very which tough. Is, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, excellent. Um, just wondering uh, if you, you could talk a little bit more about uh, the mode. Um, you, I understand that a lot of the appeal is also that you have this digital channel, uh, which we talked about. How much do you put user experience in your whole uh, business model? So the answer is very simple, huge, right? Our Clar Smiles apps um, is important to create this dental routine designed to encourage our users to be a part of the full Clar Smile routine spectrum. So with these apps, uh, what we want to do is we want people to be able to start their treatment plan, but also um, we want them to start monitoring their oral health in general. By being able to upload your pictures uh, week by week, we are in a way uh, being close to our customer. Uh, in the future, they will also benefit for uh, many things once they become our patient. They will benefit from our in-app aligner use tracker, our virtual care who will take care of any problems that they have. Uh, and we will really use these apps to ensure effective treatment progress. So patient can really track their progress easily. So this is uh, something that solved the issue of not having to go uh, and see their dentist uh, very frequently, especially because of COVID. This helps apps also help 
clear in standardizing our user experience. Because as you mentioned uh, earlier, Helen, we partner with more than 1,000 dentists in Indonesia. So this app is key in order to preserve the user experience that we want our patient to feel. Uh, in the future, as we launch more products, for example, like our home smile care, there will be even more interesting features coming. Excellent. And can you share with our listeners some of the challenges that you faced and how did you overcome these issues? Yeah, so uh, look, I mean, as a startup, everything is new. <laughs> so as a founder, in a way, we make a lot of mistakes and learn as we go along. Uh, we face many challenges when we build our product, all from, you know, making a wrong design choice that leads to cost inflation, uh, sourcing issues, um, and even government regulation, right? CLAR is uh, proud to say that we are endorsed by uh, Kemenkes or the Ministry of Health of Indonesia, and it was not easy to achieve that. But all of that, I think, um, is something that we have managed to solve. One of the key issues that we always have is actually finding talent as we scale. So our production, for example, Helen, is something that we're very proud. And if you look at other clear aligner manufacturers out there, they only manufacture their products partially. They actually outsource a lot of the production to the US, Germany, um, that has all of these big machines, right? Um, and Clark decided that we don't want to let go of our core competency. So one of the things that we face, which was a challenge and a good thing, is actually finding production talent. Indonesians are not very good at producing products, right? We are not good at innovation. So what we do is we have introduced since last year, Clark Academy. And we empower uh, university students uh, who is learning uh, the art of dental manufacturing. We actually employ them before uh, they graduate. Uh, they come from all over the place in Indonesia. They come to our first, uh, training facility in Yogyakarta. And we are proud to be able to churn out, uh, I think now, the highest number of dental technicians in Indonesia. So this will remain our core competency as we scale our production in the uh, near future. Another thing that we also do is we also set a regular founder uh, sanity check session, right? So uh, it's always a lively session where we challenge ourselves to improve quality, reduce costs, and improve the overall uh, user experience. I guess that's sort of like what we do to overcome all of these issues. Excellent, excellent. That's uh, that's great because we were just uh, you know doing a net impact assessment on our portfolio companies and our overall ACV uh, portfolio and. One of the things that we measure is uh, knowledge sharing. Um, so it's great to hear that you're sharing uh, the knowledge for CLAR and to uh, university students and making this a more, uh, more a bigger industry. Um, I just uh, wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what you see as uh, important avenues that you have used to scale. Uh, do you mostly do your marketing through um, is it Instagram or do you do TikTok or, you know, what are the, uh, some avenues that you can share with us? Yep. So I guess there are three things, um, you know, sort of like the important avenues that Clar has used to scale. Uh, number one is partnership. So we really believe at our core that while expanding into this high performing sector, we have managed to engage and will continue to engage our partner dentists and Clar Sanity Clinics. Right, so that's number one. Number two is also D2C marketing that you mentioned, right? Uh, marketing is key to CLAR. 
And to be very honest, it is probably one thing that we are not very good at at the moment. This is something that we are really striving to improve. So yes, Clar is present at TikTok, Instagram, and we use all of the um, available um, avenues to grow uh, in terms of marketing. And one of the interesting thing is we just actually engage with Maudi Ayunda as our brand ambassador. So hopefully that will elevate Clar's brand. Um, third is, as I already um, deep dive quite uh, elaborately, is our production, right? Having the academy, having the cap- capability to scale. Excellent. Yes, I think I saw an ad with Maudie's smile. Very nice. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so let's talk a bit about the next uh, three to five years. What's on your roadmap? Uh, what, are you, what excites you? Yeah, so Clar is right now moving at a very high gear. Everyone is very excited because we realize that we only touched the tip of the iceberg uh, of the clear aligner market in Indonesia. Uh, we are a new company and uh, the growth in middle and upper class and the increasing awareness of dental hygiene and personal aesthetic will and have already drive Indonesian population to embrace cosmetic dental treatment. The market is growing, and I think the market is growing as long as we can parallel ourselves with the cosmetic dental treatment market. Um, I believe that it will also pose some difficulty. There will be many more competitors that will begin to enter the market, but I'm confident that we are ready uh, to embark as the winner with the strong product, strong partnership, um, and honestly, good sanity check. Excellent. And would you like to share a bit more about new products that you're pushing out besides uh, the aligners? Yes, so uh, next year will be an interesting year for Clark. Uh, we already have a roster of uh, products that are uh, included in our Clar routine. So uh, stepping back a little bit, Helen. So um, remember that Clar founder really want to improve the general dental care of the population in Indonesia. So aligning your teeth is only the beginning, but it is also the hardest. So we believe that once we are able to align our patient's teeth, we uh, create consistently good quality products, people will uh, look at Clar synonymously as a brand in dental care that is has strong quality. In the future, we want to embark on a journey uh, for Clar oral routine. So this is the smile care. This is what you will use in the beginning to start your day when you brush your teeth and how you will end uh, your night when you brush your teeth again before you sleep, right? So Clar will have uh, some whitening products, uh, some uh, oral hygiene product that we will launch uh, as part of our effort to improve our LTV and also widen our market reach. That's great. So from the Invisalign of Indonesia to the Aura-B of Indonesia, perhaps? Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> yes, as, as uh, some, you know, one of my childhood memories is actually accompanying my dad to a den- dentist and seeing like he had, massive bleeding because he just didn't like going to dentists and didn't take care of his teeth. So I'm really glad to hear that somebody is focused on Oracare and look forward to uh, hearing more about uh, your journey in the future. Um, I just like to, I like to end this uh, podcast with maybe a question uh, with regard to, you know, being a female founder. Uh, what do you think uh, of being a female founder when it comes to entrepreneurship? Do you think there's any unique advantage that a female uh, mindset has over a maybe more masculine one? Yes, uh, I wouldn't say that it's exactly an advantage, right? But it's exactly something that we strive uh, to be better at, right? Um, Clara is lucky that from the very beginning, we have three female founders out of six founders, right? And actually, our... Um, 
our employees now is at 60% female employees, especially on the production side. Uh, I see that there are many advantages uh, with having this uh, female mindset in the company. There are two things uh, that really strike. Number one is increased organizational collaboration. Look, Clark started during the pandemic. And our journey was a very stressful and exhausting one, right? Especially during the pandemic. Um, and I really see that the young female leaders emerge as strong leaders. They are prepared to do more to support their teams. And they actually advance diversity and inclusion uh, more um, than their male counterparts. So some of the um, good stories, right, happens in our production facilities uh, where people are learning the art of making clear aligner. Um, they were not doing this before joining CLAR, right? We see that the female uh, leaders, although they're very young, they're 21, 22 years old, they're more able to provide emotional support. They actually check out, right, on their juniors' overall well-being. Um, they actually um, are very proactive when it comes to talk to the leadership and ensure that the workload is manageable and they are um, very proactive also when coming up with ideas to balance the work-life dynamic. So, Clara, we have a lot of fun times together as a startup. We play badminton together. Uh, we have pizza nights. And most of them are actually uh, arranged by the female leaders uh, in our company. And these are small things but create huge impact in organizational collaboration. And second is better communication. As a startup, uh, you know, we go at full gear and everything is so new that sometimes we make mistakes of oversimplifying things. Sometimes things are very clear in my head, but it is actually not very clear in the organization. I realized that the female leaders in the organization um, are, more, are better able at communicating this fundamental issue. They are less embarrassed in, us, in asking the leaders to stop and actually re-explain our communication. Um, they um, look and pinpoint ways that would result in effect, uh, ineffective processes and incomplete tasks. And um, they are very open in the way they communicate. So this really creates a more cohesive team. And honestly, it really has boosted the uh, employee morale and also built trust, which is very important as, we, as our numbers grew. That's great. Um, so collaboration and communication. Um, I feel like this is a really big topic uh, around how female leaders can better help build the company culture. Uh, we can do a whole podcast around that. But I guess uh, our time is up. So thank you so much, Ellen. It's uh, been a great pleasure speaking with you. Thank you, Helen. Uh, pleasure to be with you today. Thank you. 